Hi folks, uh, it's Radio FM 88 Australia. My name is Jeffrey Shaw. It's 31st of March here in um, Queensland, Australia, where we broadcast from our studios. Uh, tonight, uh, as always, we have our guest um, from the overseas. This one's going to be uh, different from Portugal. And uh, my co-host, as you know, is based in the UK and um, in sunny pool, if I want to say that. She's got a beautiful colour wearing tonight. She's obviously up in the Northern Hemisphere. That's why we've placed her at the very top. And it's a, a good morning to Andrina. Morning, Jeffrey. Good morning, all our listeners that are listening to Dream in the New Dream. Um, and wherever you are in the world, and if you're li li listening, I'm going to put my teeth in a minute, listening to the replay. So today we have a special guest. We have Olivier, who I met uh 2013 and we've crossed paths over the years and so I'm privileged to have him on the show tonight so it's going to be a very magical sounding event so he's going to play the didgeridoo he's going to share his story so welcome Oliver and thank you for coming on Dreaming the New Dream. It's a joy to be here thanks so much for having me. Right um, so yeah. <laughs> you were born in Wales so you're Welsh for you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I was born in the valleys. Um, in the valleys. In the valleys. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I have a French name, Olivier, Olivier, which was always really troublesome growing up. Like in Wales, there wasn't many French kids around. So everyone called me yeah. Ovi. Ovi, Ovi, Ovi. Yeah. So it was funny, actually, like the story of my name. You know, I was kind of, I was Ovi until I got to university, really. And then nobody knew me there, so they all called me by my name, Olivier. But my family still calls me Oggy, and that's, it's a treasure for me, you know, to, to hear that, like my uncle in Australia. So I came out to Oz in 1998 because of this, this uncle of mine, my, my father's brother, he'd been living um, in Australia since the 60s and always dreamed of going out. And you talk about, you know, dreaming a new dream. That was like, that was such a powerful thing in my life, you know, like this dream of coming out to Oz and yeah. Managed to do it and uh, and stayed for a long time and as a result of that, you know, got to know you. And so, what part of what part of Oz did you land? Just, just uh, first off, now here's some magic. Talk about dreaming it. Um, so when I was coming to Oz, I, I got a visa. I was working in, in London as a uh, teacher because I graduated as a um, a teacher for teaching French and geography and outdoor ed. And um, like London was where the work was, so I just went to London. On my 26th birthday, I got my visa to go to Oz, which was great because that was like the cutoff age. Mm. So um, yeah, I remember walking out of um, my flat in London, looking up, and there was a Qantas 747 going over my head. I was like, I'm going on one of those. Here I go. So I went to, into school. It was the last day of term, and resigned my position. You know, like I work another term and I'm off. And um, I told this to a guy I was working with, an Aussie bloke, and um, he said, well, you know, if you want, I can pick you up from Sydney Airport, you can stay with me, and I'll find you a job. Oh. Like, All right. Thanks. Yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. So he lived He lived near the beach in Austin, Mia, near Wollongong. And so that was my first six months, was um, that beautiful part of the world, an amazing escarpment. It was, like, it was a dream, like, when I landed, in Sydney Airport. First of all, I'd had three days in Thailand, in Bangkok, 
that blew my mind. Like I'd never experienced the tropics before, you know, and that moment where the airport door opens and that heat and humidity hits you. Like, oh, that's what they talk about, right. So I'd had, yeah, mad three days. And then, um, yeah, flying in, you know, from Bangkok, the flight path takes you across Darwin. And uh, they said, ladies and gentlemen, that's Darwin. We're just flying over Australia. I was like, oh, great, we'll be here soon. Like four <laughs> more hours till we get to Sydney. <laughs> oh, my God. Seven hours later, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Jeez. So, um, yeah, landed in Sydney Airport. And my friend Ross picked me up, as he as he said, and drove me down, like down the coast, and we went over the escarpment and down into to Ostermere, and I was just blown away. It was just this is an Australia I've never seen or imagined. And um, you know, I thought I was going to be pretty clued into Australia. Like I'd read so much about it. My uncle had told me so much. I thought, oh, it's going to be easy. <laughs> no way, man. Everything was different. Everything just, just. Like it, you know, like when your compass is set to the north, yeah. and all of a sudden it switches and you're like, that's facing south. Like, whoa. Even the next day, Ross took me to the beach. He was like, come and meet the Pacific Ocean. So my first swim in the Pacific, you know, I stepped in. There was these big waves. It's like, I've seen waves before. Stepped in and those were just <laughs> had me on the back, you know, feet in the air. I was like, yeah, that's the surf, mate. Yeah, it's like, go easy. Whew. Like everything, everything was different. The heat. Humidity, mm. all of it, you know, like you see the clouds, and uh, I thought it was November, you know, so I come from pretty cool Europe, pretty warm Oz. I'd see, oh, it's cloudy day, you know, put a jacket on, a jumper, walk outside, melting with sweat. Man, yeah, everything was so different. Mm. Um, so, yeah, six months of that, and then I headed up to Nimbin, where my uncle lives. Uh, he's been there. Since the late 70s, he went up. He was living in Melbourne at the time, and uh, the forest protests were on. And um, he and my auntie at the time, they were just like, that's where we have to be. Let's go save the forest. So they'd come up, and they were living just outside the channel uh, for a long time. And then he moved into Nimbin. And, uh, yeah, that's where I caught up with him, and it was just like, what a community. You know, just like people from all over the world, and uh, there's a place just outside of Nimbin called Black Sheep Farm. And that's what I felt. It was like all the black sheep from all over <laughs> the world. We all come to Nimbin. We all feel right at home. You know, it's, it's a very healing place. Mm. Which doesn't mean it's an easy place, you know. There's, like Healing often you have to see a star. You oh. know, so it brings stuff up. You Don't know? you, Jess. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I got married very quickly. Had a, I was a stepfather to a couple of beautiful uh beings yeah yeah girl and a boy and like i was working and it was like wow like talk about a satin return you know gone from being this like backpacker to like boom, right sort your life out mate here you go um but the whole time you know just felt this grace you know just like with that like the the difficulties you know like the harshness of, of the differences and uh, the distance um, I just felt this grace, you know, just like feeling really supported and cared for. Um, you know, it was huge that my uncle was there. You know, he's known since I was tiny. So I could just go and be with him. I didn't have to say anything or, you know, like that's such a gift. Like oh. the loving yeah. presence, you know, mm. the loving presence. Mm. Yeah. 
magic magic yeah. i know when i first landed in brisbane it was what was it about past seven in the morning and the sky was so blue and the heat and i just felt like i landed on a different planet i just felt like an alien like it was just oh <laughs> it was surreal it really was <laughs> but yeah and like you say the heat and you've got no idea you know people say australia's hot but it's like you know the door is open and it's like and it's like whoa but yeah magical when my last year was back i had to uh, had to empty my garage i sold the house and we like empty the garage get all the stuff out my shoes melted on the tarmac of the driveway it was like 43 degrees <laughs> all this stuff me and this friend were just pouring buckets of water over our heads every five minutes um yeah yeah mind-blowing yeah 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 lovely message guys thanks so much good to have you with us oh you drank it wonderful right. thanks for putting the messages up jeff you know it's um it's really good to connect with people in australia again you know like the connection never goes oh, no that's it's right doesn't matter where we are in the planet once we've connected in it's, it's that heart opening in it because i i miss australia no heaps and i'm mm. you know some days is fine and then i dream about australia and i'm on the land and whether i'll ever go back again i don't know at this moment in time i mean i didn't want to expect him to be back here but you know how it is <laughs> that's it yeah so i don't know where my next mission is that's what i say <laughs> yeah that's it hey that's it i think you know, when we give ourselves in service mm. That's what happens, isn't it? It's yeah. just like, <laughs> universe. I mean, I feel blessed. 18 months ago, the universe said Portugal. I know. What a place to be. I love it there. I'm, yeah, I think I said to you that um, my mother in law used to go and we used to say, if it's good enough for a mother in law, it's good enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> and it was beautiful. Absolutely. Um, you know, because I've done the Italy and Benidorm and Mallorca and all of them, but and I thought, oh well, we'd try Portugal, but absolutely loved it. So, yeah, and I'd yeah. like to go. I could definitely do with some sunshine and some warm ocean water. So, <laughs> might be over for a visit sometime. Yeah, yeah. When you've got your retreats going. That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The world's opening up again. We think that you know, bring people here to this energy. Mm -hmm. Now, the ancient name for Portugal is Lusitania, which means the country of light. Mm. And a friend of mine who's really connected to the dolphins in Wales was talking about the like the the light from the Atlantic, you know, like Atlantis, you know, that yeah. Atlantic light. It comes into Portugal, and then from here it's like a lens to the rest of Europe. And you know, I feel that like there's such a an amazing quality to the land here, you know, like, <clears throat> especially on the west coast. You know, 40 minutes we can get to the west coast. Mm. If you've seen Xavier Rudd's latest video where he got the there's a woman dancing as she um, um, goes down the road on a, on a longboard, like a long skateboard. That was filmed on the west coast of Portugal. And we were watching, we're like, we know that, we know that place. There's like, it's magical, like it draws people in um, from all over the world. You know, we've got the biggest waves in the world here. We were just watching it yesterday, just north of Lisbon, a place called Nazareth. You know, like 10 story building high, you know. Yeah. Like the water, but not that high. I'm not the greatest. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And there's a strong Aussie connection here as well. Um, you know, a lot of the the first navigators, you know, James Cook and all those people, 
they had Portuguese navigators with them. And so those Portuguese navigators, they brought the plans back. So the tallest Norfolk pines outside of Australia are in Portugal. Because mm -hmm. you know, that's they're, they're the like the first ones that were brought back. Um, so yeah, the you know the bottle brush trees, we've got those here. So there's lots of reminders of Australia here, which is mm. really, really nice. Really, really nice. So when was the last time you were in Oz? In twenty eighteen. Um, Megan and I were in uh, Thailand for four months. And <clears throat> Megan was doing a, a women's retreat. So I thought, all right, this is my chance. I'm coming down to Oz. So I just jumped on a flight and had a month or so, just shy of a month. Um, yeah, in the Northern Rivers in Brisbane. And um, yeah, taught some Reiki, did some sound healing journeys. And we just reconnected with the land and with the people who supported me so much as as I first started that sound healing journey mm. in 2013. Yeah. So let's go back to how the didge come into play and, you know, off you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Angina. Yeah. You know, all my life, all my life I was dreaming of Australia and the didgeridoo was a key part of that. It just always felt right. And anytime I heard didge music, it was just like, I'm in, like, here I go. And, uh, yeah, after about three years living in Nimbin, there was a day where um, I've been doing uh, ear acupuncture. I was, I'd, I'd learned how to do it, and I was, I was offering it as part of a uh, community clinic in Nimbin. Yeah. And there was a day where the person with the keys didn't show up. So I was like, all right, what am I supposed to do today? And my friend Koa was there, and he had some bamboo digits. But they're like, this one, you know, like really nice and light. Easy to play. Um, oh, what you got there, Carla? I was like, bamboo ditches, right? All right, okay. Uh, give us a go. So, you know, I had a couple of two, I got sound out of it straight away. I was like, this is good. What about the circular breathing? Isn't it like really hard? It takes you ages. He said, well, if you decide that it's hard, it will take you ages. So you just yeah, got to decide it's easy and it will come pretty quick. So I was like, great, all right, I'll decide it's easy. So I locked myself in my car for three evenings in a row, trying to make all these sounds. And then it just clicked, you know, just those, like riding a bike, you know, you just get up on two wheels and you're off. And that was it. I got the sound, I got the circular breathing. I was like, that's it, that's it. And I, I was off then. You know, I just knew I had to keep playing and keep playing. So, yeah, I took it traveling. You know, there we are in Thailand. Mm. Um, so lovely first... picture. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, Copanian, amazing one. And that's the thing is like, once I'd started playing didgeridoo, like it kind of shaped my life in many ways, you know. So, um, as I was saying, yeah, in 2004, I was working at the Athens Olympics, having worked at Sydney Olympics and also the Commonwealth Games in Manchester in you know, O2. And people were just like, what's this instrument, you know? Come in and play. So there was one moment I was in a, a church, Greek Orthodox church below the Acropolis. And this woman who was looking after it was saying, you know, come in, come in. And she was just like, kept giving me cups of tea and feeding me lakumi, which is like Turkish delight, but the great Greek version. Just keep, kept feeding me that all afternoon. Just like, keep playing, keep playing. And she <laughs> loved it, you know? like. I was playing, like they have these amazing golden pictures of the icons of the saints. 
you know, just like having these guys looking at me, Acropolis just out the window and just like, man, Magic. Just, mm. yeah, yeah, it was wild. I just knew I had to keep playing. So that's a nice picture of us in Croatia. So, you know, we've got an invitation. Thanks to a lady called Shirley Roden. So Shirley Roden was, um, she was a musician, uh, had a career in sort of pop music through the 70s. And uh, then got into sound healing. And I read her book, like early on in my sound healing journey, I uh, read her book and she was like, she's Welsh, she does sound healing and she has a connection with Slovenia. Now Slovenia is an amazing country. And um, my brother's now ex-wife was, was Slovenia. Like I'd been to Slovenia, I loved it there. It was incredible. It's the only country in the world with the word love in it, Slovenia. Oh, really? In yeah, yeah, it's magic, and it's right in the Southern Alps, sort of south of uh, south of Italy and Austria, and, and north of Croatia. So it's the northern part of the old Yugoslavia, and uh, yeah, incredible country. And Shirley was writing about how she goes and, and does this uh, this work there on the land. And uh, so I wrote to her just out of the blue, so like, there's too much in common here. I just thought I've just got to write to you and say thanks so much for your book. You know, it was really inspiring. And we developed this friendship. And a couple of years later, she said, look, I'm supposed to go and do a week's worth of seminars on an island in Croatia. I can't make it. Do you think you and Megan would like to go? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she booked us in. We got two weeks living on this amazing island in this beautiful community with people, very international, but a lot of Croats and Slovenes, and Bosnians and Germans that come. And they do like a, a week's worth of seminars. And it's like that opportunity to go really deep with people, you know, like playing with every week, you know, three hours a day for a week. Wow. People, such amazing revelations, you know, so much was changing for them and coming through for them. Um, yeah, you know, I love that when we can really go deep. And actually we've, you know, we've changed our model. We used to just do like single sessions for people. Now we're much more doing you know, three and six month journeys because we see the difference that it makes. You know, people who go uh, like you know grief that just they can't get over, and it's just blocking their experience of life. You know, yeah. one lady she just she had a toddler and she couldn't hold him without these tears of grief coming for her mother who had passed. And then you know, as soon as we started working with her, all that grief was clear. You know, and she was just given this connection with her son that she hadn't had. Mm. Beautiful. Life just completely shifted, you know, and that's that's the power, isn't it, of that loving presence and healing sound mm. and intuitive channel guidance, you yeah. know, like it all comes in. And this is what we're here. Hey, Andrew, this is what yeah. we're here. Yeah. It it's just holding space for people, isn't it? You don't, you know, you don't have to do anything these days. You know, you just have to be there and let it let it do what it needs to do. That's it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine. There must be time for you to give us a sound on your ditch. Let's do that. Alrighty. Now I've got a couple of different ditches. I'll start off with this bamboo one. So it's got a beautiful uh, serpent design on it, this one. And um, this is one I take into schools. Um, so when I was in the UK, um, an Australian friend of mine used to she got me into uh, schools, especially primary schools around Plymouth and Devon and Cornwall. I go in and tell dreams time stories that I'd had the, the great fortune to have received while I was living in that. 
the kids love it, man. I mean, they just, especially yeah. over the four or five year olds, you know, they're just so open. And um, I get them jumping around like wallabies and yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and stuff. It was great fun. So, yeah, let's play a bit of Digi. Mm, thank uh, you. Yeah, bring it in. feel that going all through me <laughs> the power of sound eh? it doesn't stop it just goes on and on and on that's it that's it you know and um the digi is pretty magic in the way you know it's just a hollow tube you know i'll tell just... you something i'll tell you something funny my sister and i um we did a workshop i can't remember where we were now this is oh god donkeys years ago and he brought um long white plastic pipes for us all to practice in oh my god we were yeah. we were trying to do it and we were like horses we were going eh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just had so much fun it was re but it was fun but yeah so Brilliant. anyway i decided i'll stick with the gong <laughs> yeah nice one. <clears throat> nice one yeah yeah um yeah so you know the didgeridoo it's a hollow tube so it's you know it's our spirit it's our breath that makes it alive. And early on in, uh, when I started doing sambas in, in Brisbane, uh, one of the people who came, she was talking about <clears throat> this transmission that she got while we were playing, of it being the void, like the energy of the void. You know, when you think about in the cosmos, all was created from the void. And that's what I feel with the digs, like it, it creates this, this space mm. for us to dream our new dream, you know, to, to create our new life. And uh, I think that's part of the transformative quality of it, is having that held vibration, you know, and especially when you bring through the healing energy into that vibration. Um, yeah, it's amazing the things that, that people can experience. Mm, mm. Yeah. Right, hey, so... Brother, <laughs> No, excuse me. <laughs> Did you want to speak? <laughs> I'll shut you up, you know. I'll continue. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ditto. Um... <laughs> oh, I just lost that photo. There's an amazing photo of you guys yeah. in the 
in a cave. Ah, yeah. So while you're finding it. <clears throat> so I know, Andrina, we know each other really well. So it's, I've got to remember, for those who haven't met me before, like a bit of the story. So may I give a bit of the timeline about how the sound healing? Yeah, yeah, no, please do. So, thanks. <clears throat> yeah, so I got this connection to the dig, living in Australia. I was teaching high school, and I used to play my dig in the classroom to bring the kids in at the start of the lessons. Like, it was amazing the way it transformed my teaching because kids would come in, would do a bit of... Um, uh, mindfulness meditation, I'd play the dig, and they were ready to learn. Like, it was incredible how it opened them up. Left teaching, and I got into, like, I'm gonna, I need to do this healing. Like, I really need to follow this impulse to be doing healing work. And I thought it was going to be hands-on, one-on-one. And it was for a while. And then <clears throat> I was back in the UK to look after my dad and my mum. Dad was having a heart bypass operation in 2012. And um, so I was, I was back in the UK for six months. And um, I was like, oh, I need to do some healing stuff while I'm here. So I just Googled like Reiki in Plymouth. And um, this connection came up and <clears throat> I rang up this really lovely couple, Catherine and Brian. And they were really open to me coming and doing an exchange, playing a bit of didgeridoo. Brian plays the gongs. It was, like, it was a really, really nice connection. And uh, after I played teach for them they were like do you know what we'd love you to come and play at our next gong bar and once a month in the uniting church on knot street in plymouth they were doing gong bars and they said you know bring your ditch so a couple of weeks later i find myself in a room full of about 30 people playing ditch and i can see how everyone's receiving this healing energy and there was just this like light bulb goes on. It's just like, oh my word, like everyone's getting healing here. Like I don't have to just be one-on-one. -on -one. It's like bring the energy through for everyone in the room and they all receive. That's a great shot. That's, um, okay. <laughs> she's, she's well out there, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 she was well into it. That's just north of Brisbane then, yeah. So that was it, I just knew I had to do it. When I got back to Oz, I went to um, this lady called Carly who ran a, a yoga studio in Wollaway and said, look, can I do a sand bath at your yoga studio? And she was like, what's a sand bath? And so I told her, and she said, do you know what? I've got a crystal bowl you can play as well. I was like, awesome, thanks. So that was the start of it. And uh, straight away, things just flowed. Like People started coming and, um, yeah, more and more opportunities to, to share this this healing sound we're opening up you know I was doing retreats with people and um, yeah mind body spirit shows and like straight away it was awesome and uh, I don't know if you remember that infinite connection in Brisbane there was a psychic there Debbie Muse and she was you know there's like there were 200 people in the room she's like okay I'm gonna bring through a, a guy and uh, I'm gonna tell you who it is. And if it's, everybody stand up. And as I describe this guide, if you know it's not connected to you, sit down. So she started talking about this gentleman who was European. And I started getting this feeling like, that's my granddad, my French granddad, Pepper, who I n never met in person, but he's come in quite a lot actually in spirit uh, in the last few years. I got the gooses as you're saying that, funny enough. <laughs> so she's about yeah, but I, I was there that night too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Cosmo, Cosmo took over. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's a European gentleman, and uh, he's, he's in a uniform. He's in the, in the Navy there. And uh, he's got a cellar full of wine. And he's like, ah, oh, it's my uncle. So um, my mother's brother, Tonto Jackie, he was, a, he was a big man, big solid man. He was, uh, he'd sailed all around the world, except for Australia, in the, in the French, uh, first of all, the French Navy and then the merchantman. Uh, but he never got to Australia. He passed away in 96. And when we put his ashes in the, in the sea, uh, in the village where my mum's <clears throat> my, my family grew up in Brittany, we put his ashes in the sea and I was like, I'll see you in Australia. I'll take you there in my heart. And then here I am in this infinite connection with this psychic guy. And this gentleman here with this cellar full of wine. I was like, it's Tonto Jackie. So I'm the only one left standing. So like, yes, yeah, so it's coming for you. So tell me, have you got a business that you've just recently started? And I was like, uh, yeah, the sound healing. So, and it's going really well? Like, yes. It's because he's helping you. It's like, ah, that explains it. Tonto Jackie's on the other side, lining up all these opportunities, you know. Things like <clears throat> the mind, body, spirit in Brisbane, you know, it's a big, big gig. Mm, God, say. People were telling me, you know, like, you should go, you should go, and, you know, maybe you can do some sound healing. It's like, how does that happen? Anyway, <clears throat> it was starting on the Friday. Thursday evening, I just got the impulse. I could feel Tonto Jackie around. I was like, just ring them up. I rang them up. Excuse me, my name's Olivier. I do sound healing. Do you want me on the mind, body, spirit? And the lady was quiet. And then the, on the line, she said, I couldn't believe this. One of our presenters has just had to cancel. She has to go to Sydney for family uh -huh. reasons. Can you do 10 o'clock Saturday and 10 o'clock on Sunday? I was like, yeah, sure I can. So stuff like that started happening. Mm. Yeah, just magical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's um, a question from um, one of the uh, people out there, Andrew Feasy. He hasn't, I can tell you by the question, he hasn't started watching the show. So I'll just put the question up. <laughs> so do you feel a connection to original Australian culture whenever you play sound the ditch? So it's part one. And can you share your original connection to the instrument, please? Well, you don't have to answer that because you already answered that one 15 yeah, minutes yeah. in the show. So um, anyway, so um, we'll save that one. But I just wanted to, instead of going through the whole network and sending a response back to Andrew, I thought we'd just interrupt him. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Andrew, great question. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I, I feel such uh, a privilege and honor to, to bring through this vibration of the indigenous ancestors of Australia, you know, like it is a, it's the land of dream time. You know, like mm. we can't understand, you know, a fraction of what those incredible people who held the transmission. This is the thing I've learned: that Aboriginal people, indigenous people of Australia, have held the original star seed transmission from our Pleiadian star seed parents for over two hundred thousand years. Now that's our linear time. I remember a, a dear friend of mine, uh, Aboriginal elder, telling me the stories of dream time, you know, because I said, I said to him, you know, like, scientists say it's 80,000 years that indigenous people have been on the land. He said, they, go, they have stories of the mountains of fire, you know, the volcanoes. 
Now, the last volcano live in Australia, I think it's just behind you, Jeff, like, no warning, was about 30 million years ago. So They're a bit yeah. out on their numbers, eh? <laughs> well, that's it, you know? So in my understanding, that, that must mean that there is this continuous connection of spirit, you know, mm. that, that the indigenous elders have carried on, you know, and brought through and how, you know, despite everything that's happened since the Europeans arrived, um, they've held that transmission for us, you know, and just, I, I, I feel so honored and I honor them, you know, and, and that incredible mission, you know, you spoke about a mission, like what a mission they have accepted, mm -hmm. hold that vibration for us, you know, and now we're realizing as we go through this, like this post-2012 world where where like this is the flowering of consciousness, you know, this is the ascension time that we're going through. And it's so, so key that we have access to those first transmissions, you know, mm -hmm. that this have held for us. So thanks, Andrew, for your question. Um, yeah, like what, what a transmission, what an energy to, to be mm -hmm. able to, yeah. Uh, you know, like when I've been in Australia, you've got the sunshine and the warmth and, you know, when you've got the didgeridoo going and, you know, it's just, it's just Australia, isn't it? And it's, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I miss that, you know, I miss it. You know, there's bits that you miss, but there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's bits that I love here. So it's, it's the balance, isn't it? So, um, yeah. Well, prior to getting to Australia, it was the power of the land. You know, in, in Europe, we have had civilization after civilization, layers and layers and layers of human interaction with the landscape. And, and I wouldn't say completely detached, of course not. You know, like people knew about the seasons and they paid tribute to their ancestors. But it's become very muted. Jeffy just put up a picture there of uh, all those stones. That's a place called Balnanez in Brittany. And it's one of, it's one of the oldest uh, Neolithic sites in Europe. Mm. Um, and yet it's dwarfed you know when we look at the age of um, the rocks and the landscape and the, the power sites in Australia you know that have been held like their power has been held through uh, the indigenous people keeping that alive you know the song line um, Chapman's book you know, the song lines he, he, he describes it beautifully and uh, here we go you know Uluru in 2016, I was back in Oz. It was the first time um, that I was able to take Megan back there. So, again, going back in the story. So, when I, when I came back to the UK in 2014, um, it was to care for my, my mum, who was, um, it was a terminal diagnosis, lung cancer, and I just knew I had to come back. And like, this was like the end of my Australian chapter in that, in that way. And uh, I had an amazing year with mum even though we've been told she only had a few weeks. Once I got back, um, you know, when I was living with them and looking after her, she did pretty well. She, had a, she did 12 months. We went to France four times, went to Spain, had an amazing, just like the final journey. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. her last meal was lobster and champagne. She oh, got my way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was like, I'm, I'm done. Get my auntie over here, you know, my sister, this is so um, yeah, lobster and champagne, all we all you know, all the family around her bed celebrating her and her amazing yeah. 
and it is a celebration of somebody's life, isn't it? You know, that's very it, you Incredible. My yeah. dad went yeah. two years later. I was holding him as he went. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful gift. Yeah, beautiful. yeah. You know, wow. Yeah, as his son, just so precious. Um, but in the meantime, so in 2014, I was back in the UK and I was doing sandbars at a friend's house. And it's um, bless you. Actually, she lives not far from you. You're in pool. Who's that? Annie Turner. Um, oh, you have to connect me afterwards. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. And um, yeah, I was doing sandbars at her place. And after one of the sandbars, Megan came up and said, you know, I do similar things to you. Like, um, do you want to have a jam sometime? You know, is that your first meeting, was it? The two of you? Yeah, that was right. it, yeah. Come on. I said, look, it's an hour and a half drive. You know, it's a long, long way for a jam. But let's organise a sandbar and play together. And let's just see. Never heard, never heard anything, you know. So a month later, there's like 30 people crammed into Annie Turner's living room. Uh, it was a big old house, like living room, kitchen, like you know, on the kitchen table, like crammed everywhere. And we started playing. I was playing crystal ball, and then Megan started singing. And it was just, oh my word, I'm next to an angel. <laughs> this is amazing. It was just like, I right, hold it together. It's okay. You meant to be here. It's all right. It was an amazing experience, and we just knew we had to do this. More. So we organised another sandbar at the same place, and very quickly stuff started happening. We got invited to Glastonbury Festival. Um, we got invited to play at a retreat in Portugal, and all this stuff just opened up, and that was it. You know, we were together very quickly, and just the universe was just here. You go, you two, and it's like the union of the masculine and feminine. You know, it's just so powerful. And she does. She has you know, amazing voice and um, plays the harmonium, as you can see. And that carries the voice beautifully. And you know, very quickly, people were having experiences that were really profound. You know, where we'd be playing. And Jeff, you were talking about that picture of us in the in the cave. So we organised a. a where is that? Cave. Is that in Cornwall? Yeah, yeah. That one's that's in Newquay. That's uh, Ocean Flow Yoga. Yeah. They have this amazing yoga studio. It looks over. Uh, Fistral Beach, which is a great surf beach. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Cornwall and Australia are very, very linked. You know, the gold rush, you know, it was all Cornish miners who we went out. South Australia was pretty much set up by Cornish miners, it seemed. Yeah. Another Cornish festival. Yeah, 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 that's it. So, again, lots and lots of connections. Um, yeah, yeah. So, we organized a play in a, it's called Conglaze Caverns. It's a slate mine. Uh, it's not far from Plymouth, and the Royal Navy stored all of their rum in World War II. They stored it underground. Oh, very good. Were you high on, were you high on spirits? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, they knew you know, if the rum got bombed, the Navy would stop working. So, um, yeah, it's a it's an amazing cabin. It's got a wonderful energy. So uh, we did a couple of uh, three actually. We did three uh, sandbars in there, and. Uh, Absolutely incredible. There was one lady, Joy. She came to us afterwards and just said, thank you so much for what you just brought through. She had this resolution with her mum. Her mum had passed away years before Jude. Again, you know, just really feeling that grief and missing her. And the whole time that we were playing, um, when Joy was looking at us on the stage, instead of seeing Megan, she was seeing her mum. 
And it was like yeah. everything that Megan was singing, her mum was singing into her heart. And she was just, just so, so grateful. What a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, um, I've got it right here. It's this beautiful snow quartz crystal that she gave us. She's got a lovely crystal shop in Perringforth in, in Cornwall. We went to see her. She was telling us the story. So I've got to give you a gift. She gave her this beautiful snow quartz, like, yeah, geo to say thanks. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, these experiences. Must be time for another digi. <laughs> I think, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, but cool, man. I didn't mind what experience it. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's it. So, this is a story I really do. Um, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's a great little ditch because you can travel with it. So, I took one in around your, the world. In your handbag. Yeah, 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 yeah. In 2010, I did a round the world trip in 35 days. Lit. And um, yeah, yeah, I took the spider <laughs> with me. It was fantastic. Actually, I'll speak a bit more about around the world in a minute. Okay, here All we right. go. live in Lennox which is just on the edge of Byron um, I used to do uh, yoga with Dr Didge and when we did our yoga he'd, he'd play the Didge and the crystal bowls with um, Shimana Tara and oh it was just magic it's just uh this is one of Dr Didge's Didges oh is it yeah yeah so uh, yeah. yeah so I went on a I went on a whale trip with them so of course you know with the Didges and what have you so um, no. Magical yeah. times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is like the whales and the dolphins. They really respond. This is that's a picture of us um, just offshore from from Portugal. We went out a few months ago, and I was playing ditch while we were waiting for anything to show up. And the dolphins started coming. Like they started yeah. coming real close. There were a couple of them were sticking their heads up out of the water to look at us. Like, what's that? You know, there's such a connection between these. Oh. I, yeah. I love whales and dolphins, so connected with, yeah. yeah. yeah That's yeah. another thing I miss, but anyway, we won't harp on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk about, you know, going around the world. So 2013, I had this idea that I had to take this sound healing around the world. And actually, there was a conversation with you two that really cemented that. I remember, Jeff, you were telling me something about, you know, like when you have these 
when you have these gifts, when you're in service, you know, the universe looks after you and you've just got to go. You've just got to take those steps and let yourself be supportive and, and you know, just trust. Just trust and know it's all going to be, it's all going to be good. And so, yeah, I just went, I've got to take the sound around the world. And I, like the silver energy, the silver thread um, came in. So um, it was 55 days. I went from Brisbane to Hong Kong, some friends who were there, Paris, London, then um, Chicago, and San Francisco, up to the Redwood Forests. This really good friend of mine, Howard. Oh, that must have been magic, the Redwood Forest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Playing the Redwood Forest. My last night that in a, it was in a grove. There were six giant redwoods around me. Oh. <laughs> Sitting in the middle of the nighttime, beautiful moon up. Playing the bowls, playing the ditch. I could feel the connection to Mount Shasta, which is a magical place. Um, yeah, and then home, you know, home via LA back to Brisbane. Um, yeah, and the power of the ditch is just like it, it's such such a an incredible connector. So if you're putting up pictures there, that's a, that's in Africa in, in Uganda. Nakan and I were on a trip to go and see the gorillas uh, a few years ago. It was organised by a, a teacher that I was working with, Pete Sage. And uh, as we were driving up from the airport and through these, these roads, these mud roads, up to the rainforest to see the gorillas, we just stopped for rest and then all these kids just appeared. And it was like, let's get the ditch out. And uh, you can see them, like, they're just so captivated by it. It was just so fun. You know, they're all having a go. Well, except the shy ones, you know, you know how it is. But, you know, just seeing the joy in their faces you know and like just feeling like just this connection you know with these kids mm. was it was so beautiful it just opened my heart you know really really incredible and um you know you also think about how and that interaction yeah you know, it just opens them up like this to what's in the world you know this is this is a, a culture that's um you know it's very traditional you'd see the the piles of uh, mud bricks on the side of the road they, they build the mud bricks and then they um, put them in the structure, they have a fire inside and that fires them. You know? They've been doing that you know, forever and they're still doing it. You know, it's it's such an amazing opportunity to connect like mm. ancient culture with, you know, like well, what's coming through now. Um, yeah. But also, you know, with that, the ancient culture of Australia, it's like they're all, you know, they're all connected. Yeah, it's all intertwined, eh? That's it, eh? That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, to open that up. So, yeah. If you'd like to apply for a free healing session with me, then please do. You know, anyone who's listening, you send an email to love at soundbathhealing.com. Then, um, you know, we can see if there's something we, we could bring through for you. Um, it doesn't have to be that there's, you know, like this pressing physical thing or anything like that. It's just like if you feel a connection, you know, a resonance as I'm playing, you feel like, oh, I'd like more of that in my life. Then uh, please do apply. You know, send me that email. Love that sound. So, so yeah. So how will you do it for people? Will you do it like on a Zoom call, or will you do yeah. distance healing? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So on Zoom is fantastic. You know, like, I think that's one of the the benefits of this. Um, the technology that we have now is that we're all connecting. You know, mm. all over the world. And it doesn't matter how far apart we are. You know, there's no distance. You mm. know. It's incredible, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you know, and all the dots. You know, people are connecting different dots everywhere. It's like, 
better. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, just feel like there's this there's this network of, of people of, of lighthouses. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that's helping guide all of everyone else, you know. Mm. We're all on this journey together. Mm. And we're here. Okay. Andrew's um asked, um, he's never seen your spiral did you do before? And yeah. um he just wants to know what timber was yeah, used to construct it. Uh, I'm not sure. I believe they're made in, in Indonesia, in Bali. So it'd be, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a hard wood. I've seen them made from ebony. I had one made from ebony. That was beautiful. Um, so, yeah, it'd be an Indonesian timber. Sure. Very good. Mm. Yeah. So what? So I know you want to do retreats uh, over in Portugal. Yeah. Have you, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> have you found a place yet to do it? Are you, you know, where are you with putting that out now? Where? Yeah, yeah, thank you. So, um, you know, it's in the dreaming. It's still in the dreaming. And what we're right. feeling is that, yes, we have places around here that we know would be magical to, to bring people to. And the great thing about Portugal is a good tourism infrastructure. So there's you know, plenty of opportunities, of, whether it's an Airbnb or whether it's hotel rooms. You know, we can bring people out. And... Um, <clears throat> One place I'd love to take people to actually, there's, um, it's called Font Santa. It's a, a holy well, holy spring. Oh. Just up in the hills behind, it's a place called Marchic. And um, <clears throat> the water comes out about 24 degrees. So it's not super hot, but you know, it's nice. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's these old bathing houses up until the 70s. I think people used to go there quite regularly. It's fallen, fallen down a little bit more now. But you can still get in. And uh, I just found it so good for my skin and my hair. Like, mm -hmm. It's really, really cleansing. And um, and also the energy of it. So I, I feel the like Mother Mary energy very much there. Mm. Um, and Marshik itself, the water there, they, they bottled it. It's um, pH 9. It's very, very hard. Wow. It's really, really good for you. I drink a lot. Not like over here, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, you know. And you know about the work with, with the water crystals, you know, you know how yeah, yeah. to get the good water. So, you know, this place like that, the West Coast, again, you know, it, it's magical there. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're still dreaming it. I, it feels like as, as the people come together, um, then we'll know, oh, yeah, we need to go to that place, to this place. Mm. So if you showed up the, the map there. So the southwestern tip of Portugal, Cape St. Vincent, we're about 40 minutes just west of there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go. Lovely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So are you, are you doing, where you are now, are you going out doing sound baths at any little places on the evening or have you got the space to, to do it where you mm. live? We've been invited to. We did do one when we first came, uh, a friend who had a... <clears throat> holistic um, studio we did one there it was awesome really really powerful we're just waiting for the um the final um lifting of all the restrictions yeah yeah okay and, uh, yeah there's a few people who said would you come and play for us so oh, yeah, magic. Can, yeah yeah magic. you know when you can play deer like over someone and they can feel that vibration oh, right through the heart and through the body yeah and it's just mm. out of this world it's awesome and it's, it's like similar to the gong. I mean, I got a massive gong that I took all around Australia 
yeah. on doing sacred sites and yeah. with the elders and what have you and ceremony and you know this this gong's got his own but i know when you know when people once you start the sound just like clears everything out it's like whoosh, you know you yeah. can't hold on to anything can you when the sound goes you know you just got to drop into it and let it wash through you yeah yeah and, you know yeah. sound is you know the greatest power you know always say like you know use your voice use different instruments mm, you know. absolutely you know the voice is such a gateway such a gateway it's wonderful you work with the voice you know megan too um it's you know, it's, it's it's the way we it's where we, we share essentially our, our true essence, isn't it? You know, the essence of who we are. We can we can find out everything through the voice, and we can we can bring our power as well through the voice. Mm. You know, when you think of the great leaders, <clears throat> voices voices what does it? You know. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the voice is so powerful. I think that's what's so amazing that. Um, um, the combination of the Dijin voice and so yeah Megan um, will come along today and join us. Yeah no, I'm looking forward to um, hearing her and you know obviously see pictures of you two together so you know you're obviously on a fantastic journey um, yeah. you two yeah. so you know that's magic absolutely magic you know you're doing what you've come to do and you're being of service and you're just helping so many people so um, yeah. and, the, and the fact that she's well she's well. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so she's got this wonderful combination. Just like me, so I was born in Wales to a Breton mum. So she was born in Cornwall to a mum who had Welsh ancestry and father who was Scottish. So it's like that Celtic connection. Mm. You know, on the Celtic sites, um, the megalithic sites, the Neolithic sites, um, they're like, um, they're like these <laughs> Points, you know, in, in the globe. Well, that's us in Cambodia. <laughs> Good to see you, Colin. Thanks for joining. Um, yeah, yeah, these, you know, our ancestors, they knew stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. They knew where the power was. And they built structures that would amplify the power in those places. Mm. Jeff, I don't know if you can find it. <clears throat> There's a photo of me at Trithedi Coit, which is um, three standing stones with a, with a capstone over the top. And playing dig in these Neolithic places, wow. There's so much power there. Yeah, nice one. Oh. Thank you. And, so you uh, no, sorry, go on. I've been here. Yeah, so, you know, all through, um, right from the Orkneys, like, been so fortunate. I've been to the Orkneys, <clears throat> the Ring of Brodgo, the stones up there, like just incredible. Right down through Scotland, through Wales, um, Cornwall, and into Brittany. You know, I've been to a lot of sites in those places. There've been a lot of crop circles as well, mm. and they're much more recent and really potent in the French. But they're like these acupuncture points in the in the in the planet to keep the energy flowing. You know, very similar to the like, you know, songlines we were talking about in Australia. And, you know, to, to go to these places and to, um, to bring the energy through. Annie Turner, I mentioned earlier, she was a good friend of um, Hamish Miller, who oh, yeah. was an amazing diviner. You know, he, he, he divined the, the Michael and Mary lines uh, across the UK. 
and travel to New Zealand as well. And, you know, that's the Southern Serpent as well, you know, and connected those those stories that the, the Maori had held sacred for, for us to now receive. Um, you know, these lines of earth energy, they're, they're so powerful and they're, they're powerful for us. Mm. You know, go into that energy. When Rani was showing, she was dousing at um, Boscanoon, this amazing stone circle in, in Cornwall. There's about 20 stones around the outside, quartz stones, and then one stone at 45 degrees in the center. When she took me there, I couldn't walk in for 20 minutes. I had to stand outside and wait to be invited. Mm. You know, for a moment where I, the resonance was, was together, it was right, and then I could go into the stone. Mm. And as I did in there, she was dousing the energy at the center around the, around the stone for 45 degrees. And it started off at just about a couple of feet wide. The more we played and the more that we were meditating in there, you know, it ended up like five or six meters wide. You know, this is this is the power that we have. You know, this is our divinity, the gift of our divinity. You know, it's like we're not we're not just organic units wandering around, you know, wandering. You know, we have this divinity in us, like to bring through. You know, and the indigenous ancestors knew of this. You know, and they knew that they had to go to those energy sites, bring their consciousness there, and keep them alive and keep them awake. So that the land would be fertile, mm. you know, so that the animals would come, so that the rains would come, so that the, the, the flowers and the, the plants would grow. You know, like this is a divine co-creation. Mm. Mm. So let let's let do it as as well as we can. You know, like yeah. let's bring our our intention and our our consciousness, uh, our awareness to the difference that we do make. You know. We're seeing a lot of darkness in the world at the moment. If we watch the media, there's a lot of yeah. darkness. Why does the darkness seem so strong? It's because the light's so bright. You know, if you shine a bright light, you get a strong shadow. You know, there's so much light coming in there. And this is what we're tuning into. You know, so who are consciously awakening. We're, we're tuning into the light. We're bringing more and more through. And eventually the dark will just, it will just dissipate. You know? Yeah, Maybe it's on its way Yeah. Maybe it'll be sooner, you know, I'd like to think that. But, you know, you can't stop it. You know, no. The light has won as a thing. Oh, definitely, definitely. I know I was going to ask you, because you've just come back, you both come back from Scotland visiting family. So, and I know you, you go over a few times a year. Do you do any sang bass when you come over anywhere um, on your trips? Um, not in person. We, there's a couple of communities, online communities that we play for. So if it happens to be that we're, um, yeah, you know, if it's a full moon ceremony, it's full moon while we're in Scotland, then we'll play while we're there. Yeah. We haven't been to um, organising things there, except by saying that, a good friend of mine, he, a um, guy I grew up with, beautiful guy, day five, he lives in Maine in northern Scotland, and he does historical reenactments. And he's also started a healing business because he was, he was really interested in the healing stuff. And I tuned into Reiki one and his wife, beautiful wife Susie. And um, yeah, they're just like, oh my God, now we have to do this healing work. And it was it was amazing like to see this transformation. Like he was in, they were both in the Air Force and like he was a hard drinking like biker, you know? And he's giving away all the booze and all of the all of that stuff. And now he's doing healing work. Um, along with all the historical stuff that he that he does. So um yeah, he's invited us 
to go to Banff Castle. Banff is right in the north of Scotland in the Highlands. Wow. Um, August. So it's not definite yet, but uh, we're hoping to go up to Banff and to do a couple of um, couple of days of um, presentations up there. And it's August, so it is opening up. Uh, really, it's you know if people people can invite us, you know that that's the best thing when people yeah. have a and uh, they just say, hey, look, and whether that's online or in person, um, you know we'll be playing for a group in California soon. Um, that's always, you know, that works really well for us. You know, it's like there's a group, they're attuned to us, they resonate with us, and we can just come in and bring our transmission, and they, you know, they're open to us. Mm, magic. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> well, it's 11 o'clock, so are you going to bring your good lady in and you're going to do something together? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. I'll just go back. Right. <laughs> Have you been to Portugal, Jeff? No. No, no. no, I've been up here. I've travelled all the way up to the Orkney Islands. Yeah, no, I only got as far as Edinburgh. No. Yeah, so when he was talking about all those standing stones, I thought, yeah, I've been there. I mean, that um, <clears throat> the one down in um, Cornwall. Uh, <laughs> I was quite surprised Elaine um, Stan hadn't even heard of it. So um, yeah, have they not? Yeah. No, so actually, show thank you. There's so, there's so many sites everywhere. You know, people say, "Have you been here?" or "Have you been there?" I mean, there's just just so much out there, isn't there? Yeah, the Merry Maidens. Um, but then, of course, when you come around up here to that awesome, buddy, um, Mintak Theatre, that's just awesome, isn't it? Mintak, that's the lady who carved it out of the the side of the hill there and created yeah. um an outdoor right. stage and they do all the big Shakespeare shows on this place. I mean, it was just yeah, so magical. You know, you can be um, watching Shakespeare and there's dolphins swimming behind you. Behind yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, yeah. Megan. Welcome to Dreaming the New Dream. And it's lovely to have you on the show. Nice to see you guys. Let's get this a bit closer. So what's the picture behind you? I'm trying to make out what it is. <laughs> So did you, did you say anything about no. it? So I, I, uh, I paint, I haven't done a lot recently, but I used to paint a lot about 15 years ago. And that one came through and it was, it felt like it was about my, the women in my family. So my mum, my sister and me, and also I see my niece in there now. <clears throat> so yeah, that just sits behind me. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks lovely. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. That's <laughs> inside I'm playing around. Yeah. I'm playing the harmonium there. Megan's on the digit. Yeah, it's good to <laughs> mix it up. Mix it up. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Cool. So, what hey, are you guys um, do okay. for us now? Shush a moment. What are you going to do for us now? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you're going to have fun. Yeah, that's a good way to see Portugal. From, uh, oh, God. I don't yeah, think I'd fancy that. Yeah. He's oh, right. discovering a new um, ley line that happens to be in the airways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a magical date. It was on the seventh of the seventh. Oh. And the reason I chose that date, it was my that was my grandmother's birthday. So my my dad's mum, she was born on the seventh of the seventh, nineteen seventeen, and she had seven brothers and seven sisters. <laughs> wow. 
yeah, to honour her, I jumped out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Rather you than me. You're right. <laughs> okay. So we'll just bring through. Should we just do a quick little sound check? Is that a good idea? Yeah. Are we platforms a bit different? Whether it blows yeah. Yeah. out. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Who's this random dude, mate? Oh, so that's <laughs> that's my Uncle Max. So he's the whole reason I came out to us. Um, yeah. You see the similar eye, actually. It'll be 80 next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's lived an amazing life. You know, he hitchhiked to Finland when he was 20 or something and uh, started working over there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Beautiful guy. Just really inspired me, you know, with his travels and his, mm. his trust in life, you know, when he goes for it. So, yeah, that's the Max. Cool. Okay. Little sound check? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, I've got gooses straight away going, going right down my spine when you... Uh, <laughs> right, off you go. Oh, my 
was magic oh i do you know i could read i could feel that all the time absolutely beautiful what what an act you are together awesome <laughs> oh no really beautiful so can i ask you about your singing voice have you always been a singer or been able to sing is it from I've always, sung, always sung yeah and i i've thought a lot about it in the last few years you know people have asked what's happening what's the language like where's is there you know where's it coming from so i thought a lot about it so i can kind of explain it concisely because <laughs> yeah. it was just something that came through and i was remembering how when i was very very young there were a couple of things i remember really strongly one was that my mum and i used to like talk in what we called like nonsense language <laughs> yeah and now, but yeah and now i understand that as actually um i call it star language mm. um, and i'll explain why in a moment um, particularly that like that that wording but it, i always used to feel so um settled and like this sense of home and like everything was okay when, when we were speaking that when i was mm. in that place with her. um and also i remember when i was really really young going and squeezing in between my mom and my dad in that big bed and i just sing really really high so no one else could really even hear me it was it was almost inaudible and i just remember having tears streaming down my face and i feel like that was like that was my early memories of that connection um always being there bringing me through this mm. this thing that always like made me feel um like i was part of something greater like my body used to feel really big my hands used to feel massive when i when i say it that way <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, magic because yeah. I know you do ladies retreats, so perhaps you'd like to come on the show another time and talk about your lady retreats and the birthing and the singing and the voice. Ah, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. I think I've just been told, yeah. <laughs> Say again, sorry, Jeff? I think I've just been told. <laughs> um. So what, what have you got lined up now? Now you're back in Portugal. What have you got, guys got lined up? Anything planned or are you just just uh, enjoying each day at the moment and see what comes? Yeah, we're in the process of um, we're going to be starting a group in in a, in a month or so. Kind of shifted our work. Our work's been shifting and shifting since we began, really. Um, so we're just in the process of kind of feeling into what wants to come and in what format and how many people that might be for and because things are getting more and more potent and more kind of laser sharp like we used to just play and like it was very sort of you know it felt kind of very generic in a way didn't it um like it was always the right thing that came through but now it's like getting sharper and sharper and it's like mm. do the work like 
do the yeah, work yeah yeah, yeah. sharply yeah. do you want to share why you call it stammering oh uh, yeah so um as i was as i was saying like i i used to sing in these in these soundbar feelings and uh it often sounded like native american language yeah. people would ask about that i was like i felt a bit silly because i just feel like i don't know it just comes through it just happens it's really natural and then I just thought I could I could ask I could write about this because I you know I'd done a bit of automatic writing before, and it was always like it was always very um, revealing for me. So um, so I did that, and the the message I got that has stuck and felt true um, all the way till now. So we'll see as it evolves. Is this um, this connection to a, a woman being who resides by the riverbanks? And she is by this clear, pure love energy, like the water flowing, 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 who is bringing these messages and memories flowing through. And she brings through the um, essence of, of different star constellations. And then it's sung through me. So that's, that's, the, that's a bit of the story. Mm, that's lovely, beautiful. Mm. Mm. Anything else you want to share <clears throat> before we... Uh round up the show what do you like to share? <laughs> check out if anyone if anyone watching is kind of intrigued and either, either wants to experience more or wants to you know find out more for themselves check out the website there's it's still a work in progress but you can you can <laughs> like book, yeah 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 exactly exactly <laughs> But you can you can book in with us individually to, to have your own experience of this or see how to have us come and play for your group or just get a free download <laughs> so that you can yeah. so you can keep this thing uh, yeah. for a longer period of time. Yeah, so that's soundbathing.com. And you know, on the on the title page, birthing the new earth, you know, we feel very much that's that's what's going on. Oh definitely. Right. So, like there's a new earth being born. Like we're going these uh, contractions, you know, <laughs> going on. Um, so you know, keep breathing, keep it, keep dropping under, and remember, like what's what's being birthed, you know. And within that, you know, it's there's this like this fractal energy to it. You know, the earth is being born anew because we are being born. Anew. You know, we are the earth. You know, we're an expression of it as much as it's an expression of, of us as a as a collective. So, you know, never underestimate the role that we play as individuals in bringing this birth. You know, that as we heal the, our shadows, you know, as we come to terms with and resolve and, and transform the things that we've been through, maybe that have you know, blocked us or been challenging, as we transform those, we do it for everyone. You know, this is not an, an individual experience that we're going yeah. through. Now it's a collective experience. We're all, when you look at like the quantum field, all of that, it just shows you know, we're all connected. What happens to one of us happens to us all. So, you know, when we all do what we can to raise our consciousness and um, be as loving as possible, you know, just be as loving to ourselves, loving to those women, loving to the planet as we can, then the world has to change. Mm, I have to say that um, I've taken a back seat with my sound at the moment because obviously I've only been back a couple of years and it's been a huge adjustment period. Oh, my God. 
let alone the, the food flip <laughs> and uh, and tomorrow down here they forecast one degrees and snow so it's quite yeah. chilly today <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but no you, you know i've just really felt i need to be out there doing my sound work again so um i've got so yeah. many instruments i'm like a one lady band but anyway we'll see what we'll see what happens something that um one of our we were part of a group um a community sarah landon she channels the council beautiful like you can check it out it's really beautiful work and there was something she was talking about uh, when someone was asking a question about their business and she was saying you know it's like making a buffet you've got all these gifts and you want to share it with people and then if no one comes it's like oh well you throw it away she was talking about this and then it's like feed yourself like eat that buffet yourself and it really like something really landed in me because so often we tend to think we've got to like yes of course share our gift and that's a big part of it but primarily it's like nourish ourselves with that fill ourselves up with that sing for ourselves but like whatever your modality is it's such a beautiful reminder because it's like you know if you're full and yeah, because I was sat here yesterday and I, I sat here for about five, ten minutes gong in with the intention for it to go out into the land and what have you. So, yeah. 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 Right. Well. Would you like just a couple more minutes just to finish up? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. So, thanks everyone who's been listening and sending messages and everyone who checks out the replay. Um, yeah. Get in touch. Love at sandbathhuman.com. You'd like to apply for that free session and if there's something that you would love us to do with you know bring this through for a group please you know love to hear from people and spread the resonance so thanks andrina thank you an absolute gift and you know my passion sounds so you you know i'm right there with you so <laughs> okay
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, absolute magic. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Thanks, Andrina. Thanks, Jeff. We'll see you again soon. We'll just stay online uh, as we finish, so we'll stay in the, um, the green room. Okay, folks, <clears throat> thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. And uh, there's Mount Warning in the background. Oops, there's a shipyard there. There you go. All right. Good evening and good morning to you guys. <laughs>